Is something rotten in the state of football when it comes to tax on agents' fees? Analysis obtained by Newsnight suggests Premier League clubs might have avoided hundreds of millions of pounds of tax that ought to be paid when players are signed or move clubs. This hinges on something called dual representation. Think about it like this. If you're selling a house, you hire an estate agent and you pay their fees out of your own pocket. After all, they're providing a service to you. And you might think it should be the same when a football player hires an agent to help them move clubs. They should pay the agent as well. But what if, instead of those agents' fees being paid by the player, they're also paid by the club? That's dual representation. And tax experts warn that that tax structure could mean the authorities getting considerably less in revenue than they really ought to. Let's explain how. Consider a scenario in which a club has £1 million which it's earmarked to spend on agents' fees as part of a transfer and paid through the player. If that agent's fees were picked up solely by the player, the various taxes due to HMRC, including VAT, income tax and national insurance, would sum up to around 60% of the total value of the funds available for fees. So for every £1 million in fee funds for a deal, HMRC would receive around £612,000. But by structuring the deal so the agent's commission is paid half by the player and half by the club, the dual representation structure, the tax policy associates think tank estimates that the share of the fee due in tax is reduced from 60% to 30%. So for every £1 million of agent commission on a deal under this structure, HMRC would receive only £306,000. So the tax bill is effectively halved. Why such a stark difference? Because players pay agents' fees after tax on their income and because businesses, unlike individuals, can claim back expenses like VAT when they buy services. We've been able to use FA-published data and some conservative statistical assumptions to estimate that over three years, 250 million quid was not paid in tax that should have been paid, and over seven years, 470 million, so that's almost half a billion quid, failed to be paid, and very likely, because these are conservative estimates, the true figure is higher. How should we characterise what has been going on here? I think it's an attempt to avoid tax, which failed. They should have been paying the tax on this, they weren't. So the consequence of that means they won't just have to pay the tax and interest, I think they should have to pay penalties as well. They were, at best, careless. And at worst? At worst, if they were filing tax returns on the basis that the agents were gen genuinely providing services to the club when they knew that wasn't true, then we're into very dangerous territory for the people involved at the clubs. Larger Premier League clubs, which tend to spend the most on players, seem to have benefited most from this tax structure. It's estimated that of the £81 million that wasn't paid by the league because of dual representation agent fees in 2021, Manchester City accounted for £10.9 million. This was followed by Manchester United with £10 million and Liverpool with £8.1 million. Newsnight understands that HMRC is investigating the use of dual representation by top clubs, but haven't told us which clubs. And the Public Accounts Committee, which scrutinises HMRC on behalf of Parliament and all of us, they want answers and action too. Given the information that you and I have seen, I can't see why HMRC isn't clamping down pretty quickly right now. 
the key thing is we've got our BDI on um, both how HMRC are dealing with this, but also this big tax avoidance issue, thanks to Newsnight. We need to make sure that we get some clear answers for the public on this. This is something we'll now make sure we pursue next time they're in front of us. But are there mitigating factors here? One leading sports law barrister insists there are, and that dual representation isn't a conflict of interest, as it might seem to be. Well, in most cases, and certainly nearly all the cases I see, uh, there are genuine services provided for clubs that clubs really value. Uh, first of all, they're in competition with each other for the best players. And an, an agent who can deliver the best player, the player that club wants to that club, provides an enormously valuable service to that club that the club is very happy to pay money for. And so that's a service to the club. The other one is, in most of these agreements now, you have what's called continuing obligations, which means that throughout the player's employment with the club, the agent must be providing the club with services to make sure that player is properly integrated, training, performing well. And then the third reason is releasing players. It's often even more important for clubs to get players off their books because they're too expensive. And so in all those types of circumstances, which are very common in football, the agent's providing a very valuable service to the clubs. The Premier League told Newsnight, we believe that the overall figure suggested here is based on assumptions that do not recognise the individual circumstances of each transaction. The individual clubs all declined to comment. The Association of Football Agents said Tax Policy Associates' claims demonstrate a fundamental misunderstanding of how the football transfer market works. Dual representation recognises the substantive services delivered by the agent to each party. An HMRC spokesperson said dual representation cannot be assumed to be a tax avoidance scheme. Its use can be tax compliant. However, we carefully scrutinise arrangements between clubs and employees and we work closely with the football industry to educate and deal with tax risk head on. So why does all this matter? Well, there's obviously the money, 250 million pounds, possibly half a billion pounds. Those are funds that our public services badly need. Then there's the fairness issue. If you or I used agents, we wouldn't be allowed to avoid tax in this way. But there's something deeper at stake too. It damages public faith in the tax system. If people think there is one rule for the very well-connected businesses, and one rule for ordinary people. So there are powerful reasons why tax law should be enforced, even if it's politically difficult to do so. The amount of money involved, £450 million, is enough to make it a very material aspect. When you think, you know, what the government's promising to build hospital, uh, new hospitals and we've got a crisis in our school funding, this is money that's very much needed by the Exchequer. So the quicker HMRC can get onto it, the happier everyone will be, including the Chancellor. The key questions which need to be answered. Is the beautiful game really paying its fair share of tax? And are the tax authorities on the ball?